Yeah, big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Wanna cool a combo in here? Crack a cold while we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Wanna cool a combo in here? Crack a cold while we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, more. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to Big Talking Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. As always, I've got Rodna Daniels with me. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. We've got Pamela Ray with us. Yay! 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 <laughs> So, uh, Ronnie, what's been going on with you lately? Uh, another, I was looking at what's going on with Pete Davidson, the whole, like, uh, scandal. Like, it's not necessarily a scandal, but just, like, he was performing in Florida mm-hmm. with some college kids, and all these kids had their phones out. Recording him. Recording him. And he, like, kind of went off and called them retards. Just, like, yeah. said it in content. But I'm just, like, I kind of agree with him. Because just like as as a comic, I don't really put my things up on social media, and I'll put like a lot of YouTube stuff up just because I I, I have that myself. But people steal your material, and it's like a real that's a problem. Thing. It's, it's a, a major thing. problem yeah. with the internet. And as a comic that writes my own material, like I can't put it up on YouTube because if I put it up on YouTube, somebody in Texas is going to do it, or mm-hmm. some comic in LA is going to start using it. The only time I'll put something up on YouTube is like if I have a new tape that. I'm using for submitting to festivals. Mm. So like that's like the only thing but But like, that's your tape. Yeah. That you're choosing to put online and yeah. you know who owns it and where. Yeah. It's exactly. Because you know who it, but because if you you're <laughs> yeah. giving it to people specifically to audition for a festival. Yeah. Right. But if you put it on YouTube, anybody that can just Google Get on YouTube like can find it. Comics want to put up a minute of their stuff or a few minutes of their stuff for it to be shared and as a way to like get the word out about them. Great, yeah. But the issue, because I agree, I disagree with Pete Davidson calling kids that word. Right. Don't do that. I do, because I then you made it so you are almost bullying them or being mean to them. Instead, couldn't you have yelled at them without calling them a name? Like, couldn't you just yelled at them? Because I agree with them. I in my contract have that you cannot film my shows because otherwise you own it, not me. And, like, mm-hmm. we know when we go to Broadway shows, we're not supposed to film. We know when we go to movie theaters, we're not supposed to film. We know that's illegal. So why is it okay to do it to comics. film a right. comic when film it's comics. a no-filming theater? Zone. Right. Yeah. Like. It makes it harder for us to get work. It does make our, it harder. When right, exactly. everyone's because, footage like, is spreading out. It your makes, footage is spinning out. Like, I don't, like, I don't, people don't understand, like, how it works. Like, yeah. it's not like, not like rappers, like, every single time I get up on stage, I'm, like, doing something different. No. Like, a lot of times, you know, I recycle the same material, but it depends on your audience. Or and, rappers, like, they want people to know the words and sing along or be a part of it. Well, because music is a different thing. Right. With us, it's, it's completely different yeah. than comedy. And Have I, you ever so, had the experience of being on stage and having the audience start telling you your jokes? 
Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Because I tour with this one woman show and it has the same group of jokes. And there are people who have come to see me numerous times. And I've had a few times where someone has yelled out the punchline before I got there. And it's so oh. fucking weird. Like, I. It's good intentions, I think, when this yeah. to me, or like at least I've never had anyone do it maliciously. But. I don't think that they did it maliciously, but like I was at a show and this, um, this woman had like seen me a bunch of times. And she started telling the joke with me. Mm. <laughs> and I like was like, whoa. Like it was like such a weird feeling. And then I said to myself, you know something? I do this every time I go to a concert. I'm a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it's like I stopped doing it. I totally stopped. So like now when I go to concerts and I feel myself trying to sing the song, I'm like no, don't well, do but it. I feel like singing is a different thing. Like, we know what your song is. We've listened to it yeah. several times. I feel like... Unless the, the performers, more... like, sing it with me. Oh, you don't stand up and sing it? Then I'm not singing it. Because they haven't invited you in yet. Okay. I kind of agree. I also... Oh, no. I'm like... I, every but I think I music... Concert, there's, like, like a little more wiggle room. <laughs> but I recently did a one-woman show thing, and someone had their phone up. And I knew that my contract was very clear, and this person was Facebook living my entire performance without. Oh no! So, and I had to like go up after and like be like, "Can you take it down?" And this person was like, "I don't have that many people who follow me," and I was like, "I, I don't care." Still, like, yeah. it's Still, not. No, I um, we had Yamanika and Sanders. it's someone I like, who is a great human who did it. By the way, I should say that in case she sees this. We had yeah. Yamanika Sanders <laughs> on um one of the Fashion Me Funny shows. Yeah. And she's going to be on the next Fashion Be Funny, which I'm very excited about. But somebody was recording her, yeah. and she said right in the middle of her set, yeah, stop. is this motherfucker recording me? Stop. If you don't stop, I'm leaving the set right now. I'm leaving the stage yeah. like, completely. Like, And that's how it should be, I feel like, just because. Because yeah. as a comic, it, you is... own your material. Yeah. And it's, so if I want to put it online, I made that decision. I put it online. But if you decide to put it online, that's not fair. You then own it. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it goes viral from your post... Then you're you're the one that's gone viral, right? Not that's me. That's not fair. And it's different every time. And I want you, I want you to pay attention to me and mm-hmm. not be recording me. First of all, yeah, like, live just in the moment. Live well, in the moment. That's the problem with like this generation is that they live through a screen, and even if something is happening to them live in front of their face, they're so busy taking a selfie in front of it or like streaming it or Snapchatting it that they're like not experiencing their life like it's like they have to um curate moments of their life through a screen Mm. and i think that it's something very sad and weird and i think that um social media absolutely is a hundred percent the driver between it and like i remember like a few years ago i had gone to miami um with my friends and they were taking pictures of fucking everything. And I'm, you know, I'm not a big picture taker. Like, I don't take a <laughs> we, lot of pictures. We don't, how about, I have to remind us to take pictures of the pot. Why don't, we don't even, we hang out all the time, at least once a week. We, what do we take pictures together? We never take pictures. Because, like, I'm just not a picture person. And, like, we're, like, in this thing. And they're, like, and then they want me to take pictures of everything. But that, and, like, like, oh, like, can you take that picture again? It's, like, bitch, I didn't want to take the first one. Like, it's just, like, and they're like, oh, like, can you take this picture? Can you take that picture? And they're taking pictures of everything. And then, like, it took them, like, three days before they said, you know something? You haven't taken a picture of anything. And I'm like, right, because I'm taking pictures with my mind. (laughs) 
living in the moment. You know, it's like these are memories. Hello. When I worked with teens, and I still do, but when I like, that was like my full time professional job, I, uh, all the time a kid would say something and someone would be like, tweet it, tweet it. And finally I was like, why don't we tweet it by writing it on this wall? Yeah, <laughs> right. And I made them like put their phones away. And I was like, if it's so funny, write it on this wall and not your Facebook wall. This is a real wall. I put paper here for it. Well, because well, like, that's, that's what we did. That's kind of like my, my problem is with Twitter. Like why I don't really like if you and people probably follow me on Twitter, but like, I don't tweet. I just don't. I just I don't like the idea of I'm just going to throw some like thoughts up here and just see what people I say about it i feel Twitter like when i'm alone on the road weird Probably. i just feel like i'm not good at <laughs> tweeting and i don't get responses so i just feel like i'm screaming into the dark whereas like facebook i feel like i get reaction and people right talk and facebook stuff I get like some reactions. my most reactions are on instagram so you take pictures because i take pictures ah. but like i take pictures specifically for instagram yeah. i'm not taking pictures all day i don't really do instagram live like right. what mm-hmm. Although I, Instagram Live, I think, stop. Oh, did it? <laughs> no, no, I think we should stop. Oh. Like, whenever I get a notification that someone just went live, I, like, want to unfollow them. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on it depends. Put it on, on your it story. Is. doesn't need to be live. Yeah. I, you know, it's... <laughs> it depends I use on what it is. I have, Instagram... like, celebrities. Like, I'm a fanboy Okay, fine. If you're, like, hugely famous, go for it. But if you're my right, mother... Right, like, famous people, <laughs> like, that's fine. But, like... It's like, I just made this chicken pot pie. <laughs> like... Right, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Right, exactly. Just ate a chip. Right. Mm, gonna eat another. Even yeah. though I feel like I feel like people probably want to see can't have just one. the behind the scenes stuff that's happening in Fashion Be Funny and what I'm doing. But like I don't have time to be doing Fashion Be Funny you're doing and hosting it. and doing Instagram live at the same time. <laughs> it's not the same. Like yeah. I, yeah. I need to be I use like Instagram for like um like comedy, but like I don't like do like pictures like i just use mostly i'd use it for screenshots of like dating apps because like i have so much bad luck on dating apps so like whenever somebody like sends me like a crazy message i'll instagram that but like (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just like that's like my almost all of my instagram is just messages from dating apps from guys being super creepy i like that because they are because they're so creepy Uh uh-huh it's like yeah social media don't you just wish it would stop sometimes just end what would the world be like if there was just no social media sometimes I wish we would go back to no internet just oh I like miss the days of like board games (laughs) or like hanging out I just like sometimes I feel like I want people to like put their phones away yeah like I completely I was a book I was a bookworm I wish the world had like you get two hours of it a day like internet turns on from six to eight and then it's back off for the all of Then us. that would be crazy because everybody would be like, oh, fuck, it's six to eight. I know. Six yeah, o'clock. Yeah, right. Everybody would be like, running, nobody would be doing shit from yeah. six right. to eight. Or like, or like you get it for two hours as a human and you can pick when it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just came up with this and I don't think it's a good idea, but I just sometimes wish. I would be nice, We though, could go back to you, like lighting If it was like allotted, like, because I came, I was a sex addict and partially because mm. I was on my grinder Eight hours a day. Yeah. Spending the whole day doing that. Do you think that you were a sex addict before the apps? No. I definitely know that the apps opened up a door that was not readily available. Now, like, 
the way the grinder app works is you're here and it shows you the guys in your closest vicinity. If somebody's on it in this building right now, it'll just say 200 feet away. So do you have to delete the app? I did. You did? I completely deleted it. Good for you. It. Yeah. I mean, I re-downloaded it, but I'm using it on a different level. Okay. Like in a different plane. Like I'm actually talking to guys and it's like not so like trying to find a connection. Not trying to find sex. a connection a little bit, but I can also download other apps. Um, ASOS. I forgot what the name of it is, but it's a, it's another app. Hmm. But you got to pay for it. I'm like, oh. I don't know if I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> like baby steps, <laughs> baby steps, right? But you know, I've been working and just focusing on myself more so than just like you know being on these apps. But they take control of your life, and it's not just grinder. People are constantly on Facebook. They're constantly on Instagram. Yeah. Like, when is the last time you took a shit and you didn't have your phone in your hand? Oh, I don't do that because I'm too much of a klutz. Like, I will drop my phone in the, in toilet. the toilet. I've done that before. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> we're like one of the only Americans. Like yeah. I, I know it because like because that like and everybody I'm also else. like afraid that like you know like if someone's hacking into your phone, they're just like watching you like shitting. Like that's just weird. They're I watching hadn't everybody shitting. Yeah, everybody like everybody's taking a shit on their phone. Like yeah. everybody's sitting. Yeah, uh, those but, like, likes you, you that you're some, seeing. Like, but they don't really see you pooping. They see your chest and your double chin and your face. Yeah, but then like they like if you're having a <laughs> hard one, face. they see like your ear. How often do you think people are watching us through our phones? All the time. All the really? Time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation about something on my phone. Or listening, text message. listening, and. But if they're listening, they can also watch you. So what's yeah, to say that they're not? Yeah. Like, why would you listen and not watch? This is giving me anxiety. Sorry. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> got an iPhone. Let's hear. They probably they listening right I now. Should, yeah. Watch like my phone just cut off for no reason. Camera. I do that on my computer. You I block your camera. Yeah. Just put like a post-it note there. Yeah. I, I block the camera on my computer, but like. Um, Okay. So I, I remember I was talking, I was on Facebook and I was using Facebook Messenger to chat with like um, one of my friends that's in England and we were making some sort of joke about fanny packs and because I guess in England they call a fanny pack a, a bum bag or something like that. Okay. And so like we were just like joking about these fanny packs and then I said to him, watch that now we've been like messaging back and forth about fanny packs. I'm going to get a shit ton of ads for fanny packs. When I go onto Instagram, the first picture that comes up is a fucking ad for a fanny pack. And I like took a screenshot of it and I sent him to him like, look at this. I think listening happens, but I don't think watching happens, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive. Yeah. I hope I'm right. No. You can be right. Uh, Maybe. Right, but oh like Marissa said, why would they so listen and videos. not watch? Yeah, but I think watching is totally different technology, right? It's the camera is right there. The it's like the same right thing. Oh, no. Like, it's the same thing with, like, because I think they watch. <laughs> Did you see my Tourette's just get bad? <laughs> <laughs> I, my whole body was like, Your whole no. Show. <laughs> oh, no. What you been doing on the camera? My anxiety went from like a four where it lives to an 11. <laughs> no, because like honestly, like even with like facial recognition, they need to have hours and hours of footage to like be able to do facial recognition for like video and stuff like that. Oh, shit. 
like the I got face recognition on my phone. Yeah, there's your, it's obviously watching you because you it's need it. <laughs> right, because I'm able to go like That's this. Terrifying. Boop! Just open up my phone. Did that really yeah. work? Yeah. All you gotta do is just press it on your face. Boop. Now you try to do it. Then won't open up. You just press this button. Yeah, press the button on the side. What button? This button's on the that side. Right here. Yeah. This one. No, no. Yeah, try to open it up. No. Code. Told you. I thought I looked just like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this is an interesting thing, though. So, like, they're saying that a lot of like the video facial recognition technology um, only works on white men, so that they ah. can only differentiate a white man from a white man, but they can't differentiate women from women or people <laughs> of color from people of color. And it's like, uh, like this is why they haven't rolled it out yet is because it's like, let's say for like white men, it's like 99% accurate of like picking like, like they'll have, let's say video footage of like Times Square and it is 99% accurate of picking and identifying the white men in the crowd. I wonder if that has anything to do with the people creating it. That's what I think. I think that it's. I, I think that. it's like, like it's a, a, a like a cultural bias right. of the the programmers that they can. They only, need to hire programmers of the different c- colors, colors and cultures. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and gender. Yeah, but like I think that's the reason why is because they huh. see all of they see all women the same. They see all people of color the same. <laughs> so awful. But like that's just like oh that's well true. that's not Chad that's John and like <laughs> <laughs> it's not Nick that's Chris. But it's like but the, we don't know the difference between anyone else. It's like oh no, oh, that's a lot of black Chris. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's right. Black Chris number one. No, that's right. Black Chris number two. Wait, it's that's like, Chris Washington. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, aren't they all Chris Washington? Right. Like, <laughs> oh, that's bad. Chris Jackson. Mm. Uh, the, why, why did that give you memories? Huh? You you kind of like were like, ooh, Chris Jackson. Like you kind of like gave a, a, a little look up there, a like up there. yeah. I was like, who the hell is that? Because you. You're looking at him like a like a fine dinner, like <laughs> <laughs> like an appetizer, snack, right? if you will. Chris Jackson was a full entree, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he was a full entree. <laughs> was he dessert too? <laughs> was he five course no, meal? No, I was dessert. Oh. <laughs> you were his hot fudge Sunday. Hello, <laughs> I must be hungry caramel. because that sounds good now too. <laughs> compared sex to food i've been like i'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) hungry and horny which i am i mean it's kind of the same thing Uh, no right it's that same feeling in your gut except well i was about to say go home and fix the hunger but i guess i could fix the horny too it's just not the same yeah it's like Mm. eating mcdonald's yeah but Uh, i mean well hold on (laughs) back to hungry and horny it's nothing wrong with like you know masturbating a little bit uh, listen, and I then agree. you know having a burger <laughs> yeah but it's still not mcdonald's like you're eating mcdonald's oh, you and mcdonald's sometimes well, no, mcdonald's you have is a, good no I, yeah you have a burger first then you masturbate yeah but i'm saying it's like and then you pass out yes <laughs> i want a damn filet mignon i don't want this fucking quarter pounder with cheese is what i'm saying sometimes i like mcdonald's and i'm not gonna feel bad about that Sometimes I like it too. I can fill up on $2 for McDonald's because one little cheeseburger and a small fry is a great meal for me at four foot six. 
Yeah. And it's that five for I seven like the McDouble yeah. with bacon. The bacon. Wait, the the. I ordered a kids meal. McDouble. I got a McDonald's. I like a double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce. Oh, okay. Oh, you have an order. I like uh-huh. it. Give like me the extra it. cheese like and throw that sauce on top. I was. Mess. What happened to Mister? Don't order stuff that's not on the menu. Double cheeseburger <laughs> is on the menu. already on the menu. Just adding for addition. I'm just adding Big Mac sauce. Thirty cents. It's already back there. Right, it's already he there. He isn't like, but can you it's get You're already throwing it on a mac sauce. It's not like I'm saying, do you have vegan avocado? Right, that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, bitch? Can you crack an egg on top with soft yolk? <laughs> oh, I told this guy today he ordered flatbread, right? And I was like, he was, I was like, but he was like, do you think anything else is good? And I was like, yeah, the nachos, this, this, and the cheese. And he was like, but I'm trying to be good. And I was like, you trying to be good, but you ordered pizza? <laughs> And he's like, oh, you're right. You're right. Get protein. Get we're protein, right. dude. I mean, I mean, right. So he's trying to get all small. type of breezy. Yeah. <sighs> so now, um, now, Pam, do you, like, ever experience, like, writer's block? Yes. I've been in the oh. midst of it for a while now. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel like I've written any joke I'm excited about okay. in months. I have, I have hundreds of premises that I'm like, yes. Yeah, but I did. I have not written a joke that I like. Can't wait to get on stage and tell. It's okay, which is tough. Okay, five so months. This is like interesting. So, what's like your process? So it's always a little bit different, but I always have a, a thing in my phone called funny shit, and everything I see and hear and say that I think is great, I put in there. And then, like when I'm on tour, if I'm alone in my hotel room, I'll sit there and I'll just try to take it and turn it into bits or jokes or whatever. And I. I don't – I just like it hasn't been working for me. I might need to find an entirely new process unless right. I can circle back to it. But okay, nothing. I have hundred. I have a premise that I'm so excited about and I just – I'm – I don't want – I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Marissa, what's your process? Um, so I will come up with a premise and then I usually post that on Facebook. And then Mm. I'll see if it gets any sort of reaction. And then if it does, then I'll, I'll like, that's kind of like how I gauge like the amount of attention or energy that I'll give to a a particular thing. And so then if it starts getting like a lot of, of reaction, um, then I'll start to try to work on it. And usually, (coughs) um, what I'll do is is because I don't like open mic, but like I I do like my um my show at Autos like that's a pretty like good workout room, so like I'll just kind of tell the story of how either how the premise came to be or like the situation in which this premise occurred, and then while I'm talking. I just try to see if there's like any gems that are there and I just kind of try to like flush it out on stage in front of people and like if like something hits then I'm just like oh like I need to move in this direction or that and then like it can take me months like I've have bits that have taken me years to write like you know it's just like I mean there's a bit that like I probably I do on and off probably the last like four years. It's like I just wow. never really feel like it's finished. You found it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, you know what I mean? It's like there's something in it that I think is so funny, but I just can't polish it enough. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, right. it's like it's shiny and it gets, it's not like it doesn't get laughs. It gets laughs, but 
I don't feel like it's getting the laughs it deserves. And I mm-hmm. feel it's because like I'm just not I'm not polished enough on it. Okay. But I think a lot of people like a lot of feedback from like some comics will tell me that like I spend too much time working on a bit instead of just like I could crank out more bits. But because I spend so much time like kind of like trying to sharpen it and polish it and we're we're like we're the same. We're perfectionists. Like I like to like have because my process is completely different from both of you guys. What's yours? I, um, I start out as an actor. So I write everything down. Everything, every like, word, every, every single word, and and um, because mostly I host, yeah, and so I write mm. it all, and then I actually would do it in my living room as if like there's like an audience there, and like I'll do it like ten times, however oh, many times it. I feel comfortable, and keep switching it up, and but like I write everything down, Ooh. and then I like do it in front of my roommates to like see like that that's like kind of like my workout room mm. to see like how they react to it, but yeah. It's completely off. Someone once told me that every word is money in comedy. So when I have a joke that I think is close to like, not perfect, I don't think any joke is perfect, but like when it's killing on stage, I will, if it's a shorter joke, write it out and see if I can eliminate any words and tighten it up and I'll play with it that way. Yeah. Right. Well, because I found that writing it all out, like I will remember it more on stage. Mm. The The little parts that I'm supposed to say that are important and that are money. So, like, I used to do that, and, like, um, I used to kind of be to the point where I could time every bit, so I knew this bit was 45 seconds long, this bit is, like, like uh, a minute, this bit is, like, 20 seconds, like, and, like, I would literally, like, if someone told me that I had seven minutes... I could take out my like I used to put it on index cards and I'd like be able to put my cards together and like I would know this was seven exactly seven minutes worth of material and but what happened was that I was not living in the moment of like (coughs) the audience and the crowd Yeah, yeah because it's like this is exactly how much time that this is. And so, and then I also found that, like, when I was strictly writing things down, that I wasn't responding to people Mm -hmm. in the audience because it's like I didn't write a response to that and I was just letting these little things go. See, and you went right into what happened on Friday. We had Fashion Me Funny and I hosted like how I normally do, but I just, I didn't rehearse the same way like I normally do. Like I'm always just like, okay, it's Friday. I'm going to do my bit this many times and I practice it. I'm ready. But I didn't. And I went up there and like, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. And then like, I just went up there and did it. And it was just the smoothest and most comfortable that I felt on stage. Like in a long time, I was just going with the flow and I was talking to the audience and it was just a different feel. Yeah. Feel. Cause like, that's the thing that I like, cause I've kind of felt like when I was like a younger comic, like all my notes were like, you're really funny, but like, you're kind of robotic and like, you know, like you don't like, you're not like leaning into your jokes and you're not responding to the audience because they're reacting to you, but you're just like, you're not reacting to them. And so like now part of like with my, my joke writing, is like, when I have a premise when I finally come up with a punch, 
The only things that I'll walk into with that joke is that I know my setup with the premise and I know my punch. And then everything else in the middle, I leave blank and I just let myself come up with it as I'm there. Oh, okay. And so like like, it, it makes it feel fresher for me because like a lot of times I get sick of just telling the same joke. And I'm never yeah. really exactly telling the very same joke. I'm, you know, but like I, I know that the premise is I, I, I need to start at this point and this is my punch here and how I get there doesn't matter. But like, I just need to know that this mm. is how I, I set the stage and this is how I, I land the joke. And then like, I just let the rest of it just kind of like free form, like depending upon the crowd. Cause like sometimes like, They'll be really into it, and then, like, you can lean into it more and add on to it and add on to it, and, you're, like, you're building, you're building. And sometimes they're just, like, these people, like, they want setup, punch, done, setup, punch, yeah. done. And then you just tighten it up real fast, like, you know. But, like, when I was in this mindset of I wrote this joke, this is the way the joke goes, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of, like, one of these people that I'm just, like, I'm very literal. It's, like, this is... This is the, my joke. This is how I wrote this joke. Like <laughs> this is how I you say this joke. You got to remember that every audience is different. So right. like just because you wrote it that way doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work right. for that particular. I know um, the jokes I typically use as my final joke and about how long those are. So according to the light, I know to pull one of those jokes. Yeah. But I besides that, rarely plan what I'm going to do when I get on stage. Yeah. Because if sometimes I'm feeling like doing dirty stuff and the first two dirty jokes aren't landing yeah so then you gotta switch, switch and yeah. i'll try storytelling or clean stuff or like play with it a little bit yeah. like story jokes so yeah i've gotten good at like i'll you know i have chunks like i know i have stuff about weight loss and dating and my mother and like i have like a yeah. bunch of chunks and i kind of pick and choose and pull as i go so if, yeah it's like a buffet if right if stuff about tourette's is killing then i often just double Lean down into it yeah, yeah. Double down with the tourette yeah. yeah see that's the part because i'm a young comic so like i'm young like in the game and I'm still learning how to like do that. It's hard. That takes because I'm it's, I'm quite it, it a bit takes, of time in this at this point. But that's like, and when I'm out of practice, it's harder. So like I've been on tour with one woman show. So now suddenly I'm back in comedy, and like it's going to take me a few shows to like get comfortable doing that again. Right? Because the one woman show, are you doing the same? You're doing the no. Same I switched thing. that up too. Okay. Yeah, I have a bunch of different versions of it, and I'll decide in the moment like what it is. Yeah. So I'll know I have an hour, and I'll know if I'm allowed to be clean or dirty. And I'll know which ones I'm probably going to tell, but I will often gauge it and take stuff out in the moment or put stuff in. Yeah. And so, like, that's – I feel like that's where when you start feeling the most comfortable on stage is, like – and it takes a long time to trust yourself that mm-hmm. you can actually do that. And we that. also fuck it up, which because is yeah. fun. A, that goes back to the first segment we were talking about. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I could be a comic. Like, people don't understand you are getting on stage with a microphone uh-huh. by yourself. Every day. And, All the time. In a room yeah. full of people. And yeah. it, it's, it's a very – it's daunting. Yeah. But we do it. Right. Yeah. Which I think is so funny is because, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I could never do that. Like, that's so scary. I get and, that a lot of times, too. And I'm like, I can't go on roller coasters, so we're even. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like, the stuff that, like, everyday people can do, like, I can't, like, do, like I can't watch a scary movie. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, get on stage, talk, like, right. you know, tell dick jokes. Yeah, I can do like, that. Like, I can't make a souffle, I can't but I do can that. get on stage for an hour and 15 minutes without God, any problem. Yeah. 
and like not a, like no no care in the world. Can't like make eggs, know. but I can <laughs> I catch pasta on fire. I gotta but make I... <laughs> more clean jokes. That's that Gina Satoria. That's what I'm gonna do. Some clean jokes. Yeah, non dick jokes. I've been. That's maybe why I have writer's block because that's been a goal. I've been trying so hard. And it's it's, it's a little difficult, right? Because my brain in any situation says, "What's the dirtiest thing I could say right now?" And that's where a lot of my shit comes <laughs> thank from. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, you but, know. So I've been trying to to find the guy my, even well, my cleaner stuff is still yeah, a little edgy but you're well, no, well yeah no you talk about poop and stuff so but that's your network ne- clean. you can poop still like poop on bad. network television poop is fine yeah. and but yeah your jokes are pretty clean yeah I to be honest like I don't I I curse but like I don't think people even notice that I'm cursing because like I don't use it as like a punctuation. I use it more as like an adjective. Like, it, it, ah, you know what okay. I mean? Okay. It's like, I feel like when people are like, fuck, like, you know, like then they're like, and, and I'm just like, I know. Like, You're using like, it as a crutch instead of using it to color the joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that that's, a, good, that's a good adjective. But that's Thank a good you. way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I pushed the, the thought out and it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's yeah. So, but yeah, but that's what as a comedian, I feel like curse words should be in general, unless you're like a comedian that's just known for just cursing. cursing. Yeah, right. but like we're kind of beyond that. Like people want, I think smart comedy. They, I think people want, want people to do like, want smart comedy. Yeah. They want to like, go to the show and be able to think and yeah. get other people's perspective about life. Like I know, like my first my opening joke, like uh, is that like that bit about the birds and i always say that's fucking gross right and like i don't think that people even notice that i'm saying fucking like you know what i mean because yeah. it's yeah because it doesn't it's just, not it like just that's gross across. what the fuck yeah right, exactly like right. it's yeah. fucking gross right yeah like, it's yeah, like no, that's it's fucking very, gross yeah. right like you know and i'm like i know like you know it's but like I feel like it's like it's just I'm using it as like a descriptor, not as to like you know like not a crutch. Re- yeah like hmm. so I like a lot of people don't like so there like there's some there's a, a comic that keeps trying to book me for this like charity event and like she's always like oh like you know you got to be clean and and then like she kind of gave up on like the like oh you got to be clean thing and I'm just like I know you want everybody to be clean on this and like. I don't know that I can be clean. Like it, it, it's right because like, it's like who can we name a super? Who's a clean comic? There are like comics Seinfeld. who are capable on television, but off Seinfeld. But off Seinfeld. But in a but club, like, they're not. But in a club, it's right. a different thing. Yeah, like on stage, it's like one thing. I I mean, like on, on TV, like that's I can like, do clean, but I can't do more than twenty minutes. Right, but you're also a, like you're accustomed to doing clean, and like that's part of your gig. Yeah, is doing you clean. do camps and I do. With shit yeah. with kids. How so do you like, not say uh, shit with kids? I don't. I don't. So camps give me permission. I have one joke that teens love, and it's got two bad words in it, and so I often get permission for that. And then I get I like get a gauge of like what's this camp's line, what's the age group that I'm performing for. Yeah, but I'm capable of doing. Because I use storytelling, too, with comedy. Okay. But I'm capable of doing an hour of storytelling and comedy that is squeaky clean. Yeah. That's cute. And uh-huh. I love it. Because I, I, <laughs> I used to be a camp counselor. So, like, I'm, we, we go, after we talk about this, we got to talk. Because, like, yeah. I'm just like, 
wow, that's awesome that you've been doing like all these camps. There was a but... few camps where they had in the same room third grade through seniors in high school, and they were like, "Go, hour, do it." And I was like, <laughs> "Right," <laughs> but like, like I could feel like I can handle that because. I used to do that. I can, but you have to kind of you. It's like you, you have, have to, to do something find where the balance is. Yeah, because yeah. like, you can't be over the head of the third graders, right. and you can't bore the you seniors. Can't do- yeah, so it's like you got to find a balance. Yeah, that's very difficult. Which I usually do, but it's taken years for me to get comfortable with that. Typically, mm. camps will break it up to elementary, and middle, in one, and then high school in the other. Right, like eighth through twelfth does one show, and little kids through seventh do the other show. Right, yeah, and then I make more money. Right, because you're doing two shows. Two shows. Yeah. <laughs> I would suggest that. When and it goes better. Yeah. Almost always it goes better. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Like, my whole problem is, is like, <laughs> especially since I don't know what I'm going to, like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, I I always know my opener and I always know my closer. But then the jokes that happen in between, I don't know what that's going to be like. Ah. And then also because I don't know how I'm getting from my setup to my punch. I don't. I'm. I, it's possible I might end up cursing, and so like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to take the responsibility of agreeing to not curse. Yeah, and then it's going to take me out of being in the moment because like this whole process and journey for me right now is about being in the moment and mm. being with my audience and like being in the room and present and just trying to feel the energy and kind of reflect that. Which back I think if you were present in a room of children, you'd feel that energy, and your brain would not let you say a bad word. Right. Because I think I am present, but I do think my brain right. doesn't forget for even right. a second that there's but children like, in the this room. Is but a- that's why I feel like the writing it down would like work in a situation where if I'm doing, you know, middle schoolers, this is what I need to say. And I can't go beyond that. Yeah. And these are the where the punchlines are. Doing shows for kids, I don't veer off far from what I have. Right. Because you could do that in a room full of adults. Yeah. Because I might pick and choose different stories, but I'm not telling any of them in a new way. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. You tell them in the old way that you've already rehearsed them, and you know that you're not going to say fuck. Yes. In the middle. I have once made a very big bad mistake in front of a room of teenagers, but it was just the one time. And it was truthfully the hardest show I'd ever done with tough teens in the middle of nowhere. And I, my brain stopped for a second and I said one really bad thing. <laughs> now, is this like – and, and I could can be we, we, like we, – we, 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 I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> but like – Okay, what was your word? I don't, it was like, it was a really sexual thing, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but I have the joke three ways. I have it squeaky clean, in between, and really dirty, and I meant for the in between one, and the really dirty one came out. out. Oh. Now, but like, I have a question because I don't necessarily um, fully understand the, um, like, the Tourette's mm-hmm. because like I had a classmate in high uh, school that had Tourette's yells bad words she yells bad words <clears throat> yeah so is that like something that you ever worry about I did about? when I was younger okay but for every four people that have Tourette's only one of them yells bad words okay so it's like much more rare I did when I was younger at this point I don't do that anymore which sucks but like if I did say a bad word and I felt like I could blame it on Tourette's I might I might yeah <laughs> if it's a matter of like don't get paid or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for the- <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. You know I had Tourette's. I'm bad. Wait. 
Oops. You knew right. when I booked you. you, you I booked this gig. Like, you told me I booked. I'm yeah. literally talking about Tourette, so you can't get mad when I have it. <laughs> but I've never had. I I think my brain sees kids and is just so good at just like. I mean, my like I went to school for working with kids. My master's is in child advocacy. Right. So I think my brain sees kids in an audience, and it just know. Thank God, just knows to shut off the like all of my favorite words. Yeah. And then I've you know if I'm in a comedy club and I have a drink in my hand, my then brain like, knows to go dirty. I can say whatever I yeah. want. So I'm like Bust very thankful that I'm able to like be two people. I'm a Gemini. Yeah. I'm two people. Because like our like I went to like an all girls <laughs> Catholic school and so like this girl would as soon as she saw a nun she, like a nun she'd call her a cunt. <laughs> She's like cunt. And we we're just like Was it Tourette's? Like I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. And it was like, we'd always just be like, oh. And we're just looking around. And then like. If they didn't get mad, it probably was. Yeah. Right. Mm, or was it? <laughs> but like, we would all just be like, oh, man. <laughs> and like, Lucky. the nun would just, would like, she'd stop writing on the board for a second. And then she'd just be like. Yeah. Okay. Then, so like, it probably was right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I I don't miss the part cut. of Tourette's where I yelled all of the words because in certain situations it got me in a lot of situations, like bad ones, like being at like cops pulling, you know, pulling me out of a baseball game. <laughs> but like, fun, but yeah. It's Ooh. like really like, I know. I've <laughs> Even when I'm like an awful person on stage at a comedy club and I'm saying whatever I want, I still have the same like values as when I'm squeaky clean and yeah. I think that helps. So now, um, because, questionable. <laughs> because like you're a comic and you're also like a, like a, like a motivational speaker. Yeah. Um, like, do you often find that people ask you to volunteer your time and your services? Yes. And it drives me nuts. I recently, so I just think, first of all, if you're making money off of an event, don't ask performers to volunteer their time. It's not fair. It's not fair to anyone. Even if. Like, if I decided that my job and volunteering were the same thing, I'd be fucked. Like, and I do have a rule that I do two pro bono things a year where, like, like a school that I know could never afford my speaking performance fee. Right. Like, I had a school reach out to me across the country that was like, listen, we had three back-to-back suicides. We want you to come headline a day about kids, like, being good to themselves. What's your fee we're going to fundraise? And I was like, or pay for my flight. Let's just do this. You're going to be one of my yeah. two. So I do um. have a rule where I'll try to do two a year. But almost always, I'm the one bringing up that I'm going to do it for free. They've It's never been someone asking me where I say yes. It's your choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise I feel like I'm going to be – it's like I don't want people to – yeah. It's like it, – No. You, what, there's what, value. What you, what you do what is value. Do. Yeah. And what, what, and what all what, of us what, do. What, what all of us do. And yeah. I know like – so like I was approached to like do this, um, this fundraiser and the thing that annoyed me was they told me that basically they were paying everyone else. But the comics. Like, so it's like, oh, well, we're paying the host, the headliner, and the feature, and but we can't pay you. Oh, then no. And I, and I was just like, no, thank you. And, like, and to be honest with you, like, she keeps asking me to do this event, and I'm just like, mm, I'm sorry. There are shows like, in the city where I'll do comedy for free or for a drink because I think this is where I come back to work on my craft and, like, work on it and test jokes and get better. This but is if different. you're asking me to get on an airplane, get on a train, or get on a bus – and perform for free. I, no. 
yeah, know, like if you're you've made me realize that like I can't right like you like I can't be doing extra like I'm here. Right, there's enough comedy in New York City for me to be here. If you want me to leave New York City, yep, you need to pay me. That's why comics make money by touring. That's why we leave to make money. Yeah, yeah. which I, I it's hard that not a lot of shows in New York are paying, but. Right, I get it. It's also a lot of small, right, but again, small shows. I mean, what's because it's New York City. It's the capital of comedy. Right. I feel like, right, like, mm-hmm. and just in general. But like this week, I had a place that wanted me to fly across the country. Say, so we actually have a policy that we ask everyone to come volunteer their time, and I was like, "Well, I have a policy that I pay my bills on time." Yeah, right. Hey, yeah. If I was a millionaire, maybe that would be different. Yeah, but right. Today, like, where I'm I a I working am, girl. Like, yeah, I can't give up four days of my life. To do this, like I could maybe give up two hours, but you're across the country, so it's not possible. That's yeah, not possible, right? Yeah, Find somebody in your city. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh-huh. I wish comics would all get better at. Um, we don't ask for a lot, but like you, it's, you got to pass. Something. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. always in the city. Fine, I get it, but like. If you're asking us to go out of the city and you're a professional comedian, like something. Well, like I a meal and the train ticket and twenty bucks. It's well, I I, I, I like, go to Philly for that. Yeah, I would too. Festivals yeah. don't like pay you either, and so like it's like you know you're going, you're spending all this money to go to this festival. Who's making the money from those festivals though? It, the it's festival. Like, that's what I'm exactly. struggling with. And so like when you get there, like so I recently did this festival and. Basically, they're kind of like trying to pay you in edibles, and it's just like I don't even smoke pot. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And I it's, go to festival for edibles. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a you know something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold I, on, I don't do edibles, and to be honest with you, I just do not like. There was, I don't understand why black people fuck around with these damn edibles because like I am telling you right now every time I've seen a black person on an edible they are fucked up but like I feel like I like no offense but like I feel like people of non-color start edibles at 12 years old and like by the time they're like you know older like they can handle an edible I didn't start edibles until my adult years and let me tell you first of all an edible and I'm fucked but if I do a fourth of one I just have no Tourette's for like three weeks Oh really? You're it's like so gift, right though. Yeah. Edible and you're fucked. Like. Yeah, you, I take a fourth of one, and then I'm very high and have no Tourette's. <laughs> that's how my mother always like, catches me. There was like, there was you're like, not twitching. Yeah, bitch, you're not twitching. Literally, my college roommate. I came home high, and she was like, "You don't have Tourette's right now. You're high." Like that's, <laughs> I used to get busted for getting high because I came home normal. <laughs> 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 It's like because I was at this. That's festival. true, though. I was yeah. I was at this festival, and there was like, there was me and one black guy. We were like the only two. Like I think we were like the only two black people on this festival, and like they gave him a chocolate bar, and he ate the whole chocolate <gasps> bar. And I went outside to smoke a cigarette. Did he and, know that there was weed in it? Yeah. Did he mm. think that a whole chocolate bar was like? One serving of uh, weed? Yeah, th- probably. Serving? He probably thought that's how much you eat. Oh, And no. so, like, this is what I'm saying. And, like, you, when I saw it, like, you were all fucked, too. And so, like. Yeah, you see me on edible. Yeah. And it was just, like, I'm go to the bathroom. Do not throw up in this house. Like, you know, it's, like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like. um so like I, I, I don't know because I don't fuck around with that shit at all and so it was just kind of like 
people were like give like you know i was doing this show and like they were giving me edibles and i'm like i don't do edibles and so you then didn't take them and then give them to me no, I gave them the comics that were on the show. I'm not traveling yeah. from Maine with fucking edibles in my purse. Wait, like, That's do true. I look like the fucking cartel? No, right. thank you're you. You're a black one America in the like, Trump America. Yeah, no. You're not putting me in one of those camps. So, that, like... So, like, I would give them to, like, people on the show, and then they would buy me a beer for giving them an edible. Oh, okay. So, wow. like, you know, that's how I worked that out. It's like a, you found a prison trade situation. <laughs> yeah. I ended up in the camp hey, yo, anyway. I got an edible. <laughs> hey, yo, I got an edible. Yeah. It's like... Buy me know, a glass of Chardonnay. Right? It's just like... Yeah. It's like... You get the Sauvignon Blanc? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good shit. Yeah. Hey, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like... This is 85% cacao. Yeah. <laughs> you see that motherfucker over there? Have you fucked up like him? It, the black this, guy on the show. He was like on, it was like he slid down the building. It was like he went to lean back <laughs> on the building and he slid down the building and his head was back and his arms were like this and he was just kind of like using the side of the building as a pillow and his like legs were all sprawled out and I'm like, Yo, isn't he on the show? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Yeah, he up next. And, and I'm like, did he even go up yet? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh. He's not going up. He's not it's over. going up. And so, like, then, like, finally, well, see, like. Okay, first of all, Black Man in America, why would you do that? Before you knew you had to do a show, you keep it to yourself. Telling you, just, just you know, wait, wait Black until people, don't be around. Right, I, I don't like to. I don't know. Screw around with an edible. I don't do a drink. I do one drink. I think before taking I get on stage. race out of it. If you're there to do a show, get high or drunk after the show. I'm like to this be fair. To be fair, the show was exactly. called Com- Comics on Chronic. Oh, well, so that's they were a piece all... of information. <laughs> They were all high. They were all high. But but when you're adding the race back into it, all of the people of non-color were fine. It was like the they didn't want to name it chronic. He just took too much. Oh, uh, poor guy. Because like no, see, chronic's on with comics on on chronic. chronic. Yeah. See, in that case, I would not smoke all day and then hit the blunt when I got on stage. On stage. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, they were like, and I'm not saying that these people weren't fucked up, but they were, there were guys on there that ate as much as him, but they were still functional. What I'm saying is that they had built up a tolerance that they could still be functional. And, but this guy was just like, no, like, I don't know. bad for him. Poor guy. Probably flew across the country to be on a comedy festival (laughs) from an ate whole chocolate bar. Where's he from? Can you book him on Fashion Be Funny? He's from Colorado. So no. He's from Colorado. And he didn't know how to... He's from Colorado. This Fuck is that guy. This Cut. is what so I'm then saying. This is on him because he should have been figuring out how to use edibles far. Hello, wait, Colorado. I'm done. Come I'm, on now. Yeah, and now I'm him. done. Yeah, now I'm, I'm back to you, black man in America. <laughs> <laughs> Figure no. it out. You from Colorado? No, but this, you should know how to hang. 
I feel like this might actually be like something that is like just not like easily digestible or something. Like it's maybe. just like or I maybe might someone be, made it and it was just like crazy. I don't know. Like well, I think it's legal. That's there. true too because it's different edibles. All edibles are not the same. Yeah, all edibles I think are it's legal different. there, and like this was like an actual company. Oh, this is an illegal. This was like a legal it's company. Illegal edible. Yeah, no, Guess what, it's... bitch? It's not an edible. It's mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, because if that was happening, he'd be like running around the room. Oh yeah, no. No, definitely. But um, we should start wrapping this up. Uh, before we go, just tell everybody where they can find you on social media, what projects you're working on. I'm going to start with you, Pamela. Uh, so social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Pamela Comedy. And uh, I keep typically eh, sometimes an updated list of shows on my website at PamelaComedy.com. And I'm on your show coming up at some yes, point. The 7th uh, at Auto Shrunken Head. Yay, that sure. one. Come hang out. Uh, Rodney Daniels. Um, I'm always here with Marissa Smith doing Big Talking Briskies every Friday. So I love that. And uh, I have I'm Fashionably Funny hosting that September 27th. If you guys are in New York City, come check it out. It is an amazing show. Um, I'm producing my first show October 5th at Gino Satorio in Brooklyn. Woo-hoo. Yes. Look it up on Facebook. Um, yeah. Anything else? All my handles. Write it down. <laughs> Marissa Smith. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marissa Smith. I'm on Facebook, Marissa Smith. Um, you can follow this show on Twitter at Big Talk and Brew. Oh, woo, woohoo! Uh, I'm going to be at the Creek in the Cave September the fifth at eight o'clock. I will be at Auto Shrunken Head September the seventh at six thirty. The eighth, I'll be at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. The eleventh, catch me in Jersey City at. Uh, 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 Bobby D's in Jersey City. I'm just so yes. impressed Bobby with your D's memory of this right City. now. Like, right. Uh, you do, right. I know it's... where I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> this, this one. And uh, as always, catch me uh, at Broadway Comedy Club for Fashionably Funny on Ayo. September the 27th. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, you guys, Boris just hijacked the uh, English government. Uh, we're all fucked. Bye. We're all fucked. Bye. Yeah, big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Wanna cool the combo in here? Crack the cold while we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Water cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talk and brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, more. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talk and brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah.